Welcome to the Lows to Highs podcast. I am your host, Karin, and on this show, you will learn how to live a present life, find gratitude in all of the low moments, and experience freedom and bliss as you propel into your higher self. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I'm very excited to talk about today's topic, which is learning to love your solitude. This episode is going to be for everyone, regardless of your relationship status, whether you are single, in a relationship, in a long-term relationship, in a long-distance relationship, even if you're married and have kids. What I'm going to be sharing today is all outside of your relationship status with another And more so about the relationship you have with yourself and how to nurture and foster a beautiful, loving, compassionate relationship that you have with yourself. Because I do really believe that the most important relationship you will ever have in this lifetime is the one with yourself. And I know that a lot of people struggle to appreciate the time with themselves, or they struggle to even create time and space to just sit with themselves and their own thoughts. Some people don't like to be alone. They like to constantly be around other people and taking in other people's energy. And that's okay. That's not a bad thing. I'm someone where I love my solitude and my alone time. I've always been this way even since I was young but lately I've been really really loving it and creating even more space for my solitude and what I've learned is that the more I do that the more that I unplug from my social life or am more selective with who and what I say yes to and really spend loving nurturing time with myself I show up better when I am around people. I feel more present when I'm at the dinner table with my friends. I find myself initiating deeper connection with people or making plans because I want to, not because I have to. And when I am around people, I am vibrant, I am radiant, I am happy, I am blissful, I am energized. And I credit that to all of the moments that I spend with myself developing who I am, letting go of parts of me that no longer serve me, fueling my mind, fueling my heart, doing things that make me feel good, boosting my confidence by keeping the promises that I'm making for myself. And so the energy that I invest into bettering myself and the relationship that I have with myself then has a compound effect when I am around other people. And that's why it's so important because who doesn't want to be vibrant when they're around their friends or who doesn't want to be giving unconditional love with their partner? Who doesn't want to be present when they're spending time with their family? And so in today's episode, I'm going to be explaining why solitude is really important and how that might look like for you and the purpose of it 
across different categories in your life and how it can really benefit yourself. And the goal of today is so that you can listen to what I am saying, finish the episode, and then go out into the world and carve out dedicated time to foster and nurture and build the relationship you have with yourself. I hope it inspires you to find excitement for the moments you spend alone, or I hope you learn to love spending time with yourself and the company that you create within yourself. And the reason why this topic is so important to me is because for a very long time, when I was in my early to mid-20s, I'm 26 now, so I'm kind of in my mid-20s now, but like in my early 20s, I had this really intense wave of loneliness where even when I was around people, I felt lonely and I felt alone and I felt lost. And at the time, I attributed that to the fact that I was single, that I didn't have my person or that I didn't have the the right people around me. But in retrospect, and you know, now looking back, it wasn't because I didn't have anyone or I didn't have a partner. It was because at the time I didn't fully have myself. I didn't enjoy the time spent alone in the way that I previously might have. Or if I stayed in on a Friday night, I thought that was wrong. I thought I was not doing myself a favor and by physically being alone, I was actually adding to the loneliness feeling that I was having. But now I can look back and feel the utmost gratitude for that feeling of loneliness and for the time spent alone because that is what allowed me to discover deeper parts of myself. Those moments I spent alone on a Friday night or making dinner by myself or canceling plans because I didn't have the energy to be around people ended up being an investment into my higher self because it was only when I really enjoyed my own company on my own that I enjoyed the company of other people. And once you feel love within yourself and once you just have fun with yourself and you love the energy you have in your solitude you become way more selective of who you bring into your sphere you do things that protect your peace or you're more selective of whose energy you allow into your world because you start to think i love my own company So you better be bringing value to the table. Otherwise, I'd rather just spend time with myself because that's what makes me happy. And so now when I go make plans with my friends or I develop new friendships, these people are actually complementing my already incredible life. I'm not using people or friends or romantic partners to fill me up or to feel whole. Instead, I feel whole individually. I love spending time with myself. I love who I am. And then when people come into my life, I'm selecting the people who actually light me up. So that's why I'm really passionate about it because I want all of you guys to feel that way. So solitude looks differently for everyone. For you, it might mean spending your mornings alone, doing things that 
fuel you like daily practices or rituals, meditation, a workout class, breath work, walking around your block. It might mean spending a Friday night alone, like I mentioned before, and cooking yourself a nourishing dinner that you know, was a recipe you've been wanting to try. It might mean unplugging from the world and the people around you and going on a solo day trip or even booking a week-long trip to Europe just by yourself. It might even be the most simplest of things like running your errands alone or going to the grocery store without your partner or without your friends or just even driving aimlessly by yourself and listening to music or putting on a podcast. It really is differently for everyone, but I think it's a combination of both, you know, being physically alone or just with yourself and allowing your thoughts and your feelings and emotions to have space to come to the surface, to connect with yourself, to place your awareness on nothing or no one other than who you are and what you are doing. And solitude is a state of, you know, being alone. It's free from external distractions or the presence of others. And so it plays a crucial role in connecting to yourself and finding inner fulfillment and peace. So these are some of the ways that I want to describe why it's so important to create space for solitude. The first is self-reflection. Solitude provides the space and quiet time necessary for deep self-reflection. When you're alone, you can explore your thoughts. You can dissect your emotions. You could reflect on experiences without the influence or judgment of others. And this level of self-awareness is essential for personal growth and understanding and also fostering a deeper sense of using your intuition. I mean, how many times have you been there where you're asking for someone's advice and they tell you what to do? And part of you thinks, eh, like, I don't know if that feels aligned, but then you do it anyway, or you listen to their advice and then you begin to walk on a path that doesn't feel right. And when you backtrack to the moment that all started, it was because you listened to someone else. Whereas if you give yourself the time to dissect your emotions or explore your thoughts, you are allowing your inner knowingness to come to the surface and then you can continue to walk in a path of alignment. The second is inner clarity. Solitude allows you to gain clarity on your values and your priorities and your goals. It helps you sift the noise of everyday life and Discern what truly matters to you, leading to a sense of purpose and direction. And if you're listening and you are single, like I am, one thing that I really have come to love about this chapter of mine is the fact that I'm on a solo journey right now. I used to hate the fact that I was single and hadn't found my person, but I now see that My state of being single is so important, not just to me, but to God, because he is giving me the time to create the visions that live in my mind and bring them into reality. 
He's giving me the time to further develop my life's purpose. He's giving me the time to love my entire self unconditionally. He's giving me the time for me to know who I am without another person's influence. Because otherwise, I might be following the path of someone else right now. And I have so many things I want to do. And if I didn't have the time for myself, I wouldn't be able to do all these things. I mean, even just this week, I got dinner with a friend after work. I went to a yoga class this morning. I had a lot of time in the evenings to create content for my brand and to promote my book. I am recording a podcast episode right now. This evening, I'm going to the New Yorker Festival to see an author at a panel. This weekend, I have all these different plans with different friends, with my family. And if I had a partner, if I had, or if I was relying on other people, I would choose to do what they want to do versus what I want to do. I would have to compromise. I would have to give up my evenings. I would have to, to give up the time spent you know, for myself. And so right now I'm really, really embracing these quiet, slow moments that I have with just me, myself, and I, because right now I get to do everything I want to do. I get to do whatever I choose to do. I wake up and I want to do X, Y, and Z. Guess what? I can do it. I have no one else to ask or think about or compromise for, you know, to an extent having this time spent alone has given me so much clarity because I'm coming into terms with like, what is my actual vision for life? Like, who do I want to be? What are my priorities? What are my goals? Like, what do I want to continue to accomplish? And what do I want to excel in? Or what do I further want to heal? And it just gives me this sense of direction and clarity on how I want to show up every day. The third is emotional well-being. Spending time alone helps you process and manage your emotions. Even if you're married and you know you live with someone or even if you're in a relationship and you live with your partner, it's so important to take a second and and go back into your room or you know spend 30 minutes in the morning reflecting and understanding your emotions because Even when you're in the presence of someone else, in order to show up fully for your partner, you need to be able to confront your unresolved issues or cope with your own stress or find inner peace by addressing your feelings in a safe and controlled environment. I saw this TikTok the other day and I thought it was, um, I think it was TikTok or maybe it was Facebook. I can't, Facebook, oh my gosh friends and I kept talking about it and it was basically this woman talking about what marriage is and she debunked this misconception that marriage has to be 50-50 and she explained this practice that her husband and her do every evening at the dinner table where depending on where their energy level is at based off the day they had or the emotions they're dealing with or the stress that they're managing The husband will say, hey, I'm at 20%. And the wife, let's say she's feeling like A1, she'll be like, well, I'm at 100, so I can give you the 80%. 
there are days where the husband is you know at 90% energy and the wife is at 10% and then he can show up in a way that she needs and then there are days where they're both at 10% battery they're both tired they're both drained they're both stressed and they both are like leave me alone and I really really love that because that shows both of those individuals understand the importance of solitude and they also understand the importance of connection and when you do need support but the only way they know when they need that level of support is when they are emotionally intelligent and they understand their emotions and they have that emotional well-being the fourth one is creativity and innovation solitude is when I'm in my most creative state. I don't feel the most creative when I'm around other people. Like I'll feel inspired when I'm around other people. You know, I'll have really remarkable conversations or I'll be people watching or I'll be at an art gallery and I'll be inspired by other people's work or the people walking by or when I'm traveling in the airport, whatnot. That's my source of inspiration. But solitude is when I feel the most creative. It's when the ideas come to me. It's when I have these massive breakthroughs that I allow myself to think deeper and explore new possibilities without any external distractions. You know, some of the best ideas that have come to mind when it comes to my writing or my business or even episodes for my podcast is when I'm in the shower or when I'm meditating or you know, when I'm journaling in the morning, or even if I'm just like laying on my couch by myself with a candle burning, that's when I feel the most creative. And so when you create space for solitude, you're allowing yourself to feel those creative juices and they start to flow. And creativity is just what life is really about for everyone. Even if you don't think you're a creative person, I promise there's something within you that is creative. And giving yourself time to think about those ideas and feel excited about your visions and, and you know, love the process of creation, you allow yourself to bring that to the rest of the world, which then helps serve other people. The fifth one is stress reduction. Solitude provides a respite from the demands and the pressures of social interactions and having a break or taking a break really does reduce stress it allows you to recharge your mental state and your emotional battery which ultimately improves your overall well-being i mean how many times have i come home after an amazing fun night out with friends and I'm like, I just need to recharge. Like I need a day to recharge. And so then Saturday or Sunday, I'm like alone in my apartment all day and I love it. You know, after a really crazy day at work, when I come home into my apartment and I live alone, I literally am like, ah, like what a breath of fresh air. I don't have to talk to anyone. I don't have to do anything. I don't need to engage in conversation. And even if you're married or living with a roommate or living with a partner, similar to what I was saying about that married couple, you can put up that boundary and say, hey, listen, I need my alone time right now. I'm going to go into my room. I'm going to shut my door. 
please don't talk to me, has nothing to do about you, I just need to decompress. And there's nothing bad about that. The sixth one is decision making. When you're alone, you make better decisions. And I kind of mentioned this earlier, but this is when you can weigh options. This is when you can consider consequences. This is when you can make choices based on your true desires and your intuitive voice and your innate values rather than external influences. One of the most incredible quotes or phrases when it comes to advice is, I can't remember where where I heard it, but basically this person was saying how when you ask someone for advice, they are giving you guidance on what they would do in that situation. What they would do in that situation if they were you. However, they are not you. They do not have the same upbringing. They do not have the same experiences. They do not have the same mindset. They don't have the same priorities or visions for life. And so if I'm asking a friend to give me advice on something, how can I trust their advice when they did not live the experiences that I lived that brought me to that moment where I need to make a decision? They didn't go through it. They're telling me what they would do if they were in it, but what they would do is based on their past and their life. And that isn't a reflection on them. That's them being a good friend and giving advice, but that doesn't mean you need to listen to it. Solitude really does enable better decision-making that aligns with the person you want to be and the life you want to have. The seventh one is spiritual connection. For many people, including myself, solitude is a means of connecting with my spiritual self. For me, that looks like meditation, hypnosis, prayer, Pilates, going on a long walk, other spiritual practices that lead to a deeper sense of meaning and fulfillment. And for me, these practices are non-negotiables. If someone calls me and they're like, hey, can you do this for me? It's 8.30 in the morning. I literally will be like, I just woke up. I didn't meditate. Give me an hour. <laughs> and I have no problem doing that unless it's like life or death. But that that's the moment where I connect with my inner self. That's when I feel that oneness. That's when I feel that collective consciousness, that inner consciousness. That's when I activate the subconscious mind. And so... Giving myself the time to do that is so critical because the more I know myself, the more I become my authentic self, the more authentic I can show up to other people, the more like-minded people I will attract, the more business opportunities that feel aligned will come my way. Everything is energy. And so the energy that I use to connect with myself is what the universe will bring me back. The eighth one is independence and self-reliance. Solitude encourages self-sufficiency and self-reliance. It teaches you how to depend on yourself. It teaches you how to solve problems independently. And it ultimately helps you develop a stronger self-sense of resilience and self-trust, knowing that you can handle whatever comes your way. Now, I do think there is the fine balance of independence and self-reliance and also asking for help when you need it. And I think 
that's a really tricky slope for some people. I had this awakening a few months ago where I realized I do need to ask for more help and I do love my independence simultaneously, but there are certain moments in life where it's okay for me to not rely solely on myself. And I now know through all of the solitude what categories and what topics I do need to ask help for. And now I find myself in conversations with people where I am asking for advice and I am asking for help. And sometimes I don't take it, but the act of even asking and me declaring universe, God, I don't want to do this thing on my own, guide me, show me who to speak to, show me what to do, show me what to say, give me the wisdom I need to know. It then allows me to activate my own intuition. But I also know how to fend for myself. I know how to take care of myself. I know the things I need to do to rely on who I am. I now know how to solve my own problems. I know how to take care of my mental well-being, my emotional well-being. I don't rely on someone else to make me feel okay again. I don't rely on someone else to make me feel better. That all comes from within. The ninth one is reduced social comparison, which is so important because in today's hyper-connected world, it is so easy to fall into the trap of constantly comparing yourself to someone else. And when you spend time alone, you break that cycle by allowing yourself to focus on your own journey and your own growth without the constant influence of external benchmarks or external success or what your friends are doing. And going back to that moment, to that period in my life where I was very lonely, I was really comparing myself to everyone around me. And then I had this massive realization where I was like, would I be willing to give up everything in my life, all the good things, like all the amazing things for that one thing that that person has that I don't have? So at the time it was about you know me being single. Would I be willing to give up the relationship with my parents, my job, my success, me being an author, a writer, you know, my friendships just to have a relationship that someone else has? Oh God, no, I was not willing to do that because I know what I'm seeing is coming to me. That is proof that what I want and what I desire is on its way to me. Being around it is energy, right? And that energy is a sign that love or a relationship is also going to be coming to me. So I would not, I don't want to compare myself to anyone anymore. When it comes to love or when it comes to success, when it comes to financial freedom, I believe that we are all on a unique path and so i also believe that god has designed a unique person for each of us so why would i ever want what someone else has god always designs a unique situation where we feel abundant why would i want the abundance that someone else has that's not for me that's one way of doing it that's one way to experience prosperity that doesn't mean that has to be my way The 10th one is enhanced relationships. And I've touched on this a little bit. Paradoxically, and I know this is why people struggle with spending time alone, spending quality time with yourself can really improve your relationships with others. 
Like truly, it can mend relationships, it can heal relationships, it can transform relationships. Because when you are in touch with your own needs and your own emotions, you can communicate more effectively with those people, which thus fosters deeper connections with those around you. And so now, when I hang out with my friends, I'm brutally honest. I tell them what I'm feeling. If something bothers me, I bring it up. I don't hide from it anymore. When I'm with my friends and I'm loving their energy, I express that. I express my love. I express my gratitude to them. So it works in both ways. It allows me to be more radically honest with myself, that it starts with myself, which then allows me to be radical, radically honest with everyone else around me. And when you have deep, soul-fulfilling friendships and connections, that's what life is really, really about. But it starts with you. And so these are just like some of the benefits of solitude, right? But also, it is very important to strike a balance between alone time and social interaction. Excessive isolation can lead to loneliness or other negative effects. So the key is to use your solitude as a tool for self-discovery, personal growth, and inner peace while maintaining healthy social connections with others. And so for me, what this looks like, and for example, like a, a week in my life is Mondays, I work from home. Tuesday through Thursday, I'm usually in my office. Some days I'm alone. After work, I'll plan a dinner like once a week or grab a drink with a friend. In my office, I'm with all these people, right? I'm with my coworkers. Friday nights are my alone nights. I love a good Friday night, put on a candle, catch up on the Thursday night Kardashians, cook myself a dinner, go to bed at like 10. It's amazing. Put on, like Go into the bath before I sleep. It's amazing. Saturdays, I have plans with my friends. Let's go to a workout class or, hey, I'm going to grab coffee. Like, want to meet me here? Saturday night, I go out. Sunday, I have a wholesome day either with my family or my friends. And at night, I decompress again. And so I've, I'm now in this place of I, I know what the right balance is for me to feel fulfilled both within myself and with others. Because I truly believe that the best medicine ever to heal your heart, to heal your life is human connection. Deep conversations, laughs with your friends, hugs from your parents, all of it. But I equally believe that the, in order to receive that kind of love, you need to give that love to yourself. And the first and most critical way to do that is by spending time with yourself. So those are all my benefits and tips on solitude. And I hope this inspired you to take a moment for yourself today, tomorrow, this weekend, this week. And I hope you start to embark on the process of loving your own company and feeling inner peace and fulfillment. That's it for today. Much love. Thank you so much for listening today. Be sure to subscribe to the show. Follow me along on social media at ECNU and order my book, Beauty in the Stillness, which is available internationally in both digital and print. Everything is linked in the show notes below and I can't wait to see you all in the next episode.